All right, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Well, welcome to Zero Trust 30. I'm your host, George Wilkes, and this is the show that helps you make sense of the cybersecurity sensation that is Zero Trust. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about what AppGate does specifically for Zero Trust in the form of Zero Trust Network Access, just head on over to appgate.com forward slash ZTNA. But that's not why we're here today. Um, we're actually joined by one guest today, uh, but he's a fantastic guest. And we're going to introduce him right now. We've got Dr. Larry Ponimon, who is the chairman and founder of the Ponimon Institute, which is a research think tank dedicated to advancing privacy and data protection and information security practices. Uh, Larry, why don't you go ahead and say hello to the audience there? And thanks for being on today. Yeah, hello, audience. And thank you for your interest in our latest and greatest research that we're going to present. And I'm just happy to be here, delighted to be here. Happy summer to everyone. There you go. Okay, so... Larry, what we like to do here is we start off by asking a very simple question. Uh, it's very open-ended. You answer it however you want. What's uh, what's bugging you? Gosh, everything is bugging me. I'm curmudgeon Larry Potterman. Uh, <laughs> but uh, even though I am a curmudgeon, politics is driving me crazy. Just a discussion of politics everywhere about silly things that just consumes way too much time. And despite that, there are other, many other things that annoy me and yeah, I'm not going to tell you about them. <laughs> because if I did, it would take two hours at least to go through the list. So I have a whole really episode happy dedicated to it. Yeah, thank you. There you go. All right, wonderful. So, um, so the reason why we have Larry on today is, you know, we recently conducted a global survey uh, survey with the Pontymon Institute, basically look at um, and understand the growth of the cloud, uh, the diversity of different cloud environments within varying degrees of enterprises and organizations, the different motivations for moving to the cloud, but most importantly, what the security risks and challenges are that come with different flavors of cloud transformation. You know, ultimately, one of the big takeaways that we uncovered is that implementing zero trust security methods doesn't just safeguard hybrid cloud environments from a security posture standpoint, but it actually helps enable a lot of the efficiencies and the productivity gains um, that come with you know, many of the reasons why organizations are continuing to adopt um, and advance the maturity of their cloud deployments. So Larry and I are going to discuss these key findings today. We don't have time to go into the full report. Um, there's a ton of details and a lot of good information in there, but for the audience here, if you want to go grab a copy, appgate.com forward slash Ponymon, that's slash P-O-N-E-M-O-N. Uh, you can grab a, a complimentary copy off the website there. So Larry, let's, let's sink into this. Let's, let's sink our teeth into it. Um, okay. what, what was the, what was the primary hypothesis that we were trying to solve here? Well, it, let me, this could be the long winded version. I wrote it down <laughs> anticipating that that would be a question. But implementation of zero trust uh, security methods enable and likely even accelerate cloud transformation. I think that's really cool as a hypothesis, and it, it is supported by some of the data facts that we're going to share with you later. Yeah. So who who, who was the who did we survey? Right. What was the the scope of of the individuals that actually responded to the survey instrument? Sure. And this is a global survey, and it went to a whole bunch of people in different regions and different uh, countries specifically. A total of about fifteen hundred respondents. And if you know anything about research, getting people to do a survey <laughs> is very difficult. Even if you beg them and you've known them for your entire life, they will say, "Oh, I'll get back to you on that." And that's like two years later, they give you the, the, the completed survey. But a fifteen hundred or more folks from U.S., of course, Europe, 
Middle East and Latin America. So we did these regional clusters. And the responses were very, very uh, statistically significant in some places. And some places just marginally significant, but our results from a quality point of view look pretty good. Okay, so let's talk about some of the key findings here. You know, motivations for adopting cloud environments, they vary. Uh, the reasons cited most frequently are increased efficiency, reduced right. costs, and improved security and shorter deployment times. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of ahas there. I think a lot of people, you know, understand that from, from cloud motivation. So it was good to see. Um, it's also not surprising to see that there's a significant amount of diversity in the cloud environments, uh, you know, across the different architectures, you know, whether it's le uh, leveraging containerized and microservices oriented um, deployments, multi-cloud architectures, which were the most common. Um, and it's also, you know, it, it gets a little interesting because when you look at, you know, the total IT and data processing in the cloud, it's subject to increase, um, you know, and, and organizations over time are going to continue to increase their cloud uh, utilization. But you're looking at about 53% over the next two years, um, meaning 53% of IT and data processing usage is within the cloud. That still leaves a lot of room for on-premise environments, which further complicates right. things from um, you know, a management, network visibility, monitoring, and security standpoint as you're dealing with these heterogeneous environments, not just different types of cloud uh, workloads and deployment models, but also the on-prems that still seem to be playing a pretty good picture in the makeup here. So, Larry, from, from the survey, um, what are some of the top obstacles to securing these diverse hybrid cloud environments that stuck out to you? Sure. Here, here's a kind of a, a, a mini list of, of potentially interesting obstacles from our in, in, detected in our research. Now, number one, only a, a, a minority of respondents express high confidence in their organization's ability to segment their environments and apply the principles of least privilege, a hallmark of zero trust security. So we know that is potentially a huge obstacle for many of the participating respondents and companies. Number two, monitoring and visibility are essential, which is pretty obvious, but effective implementation of these factors is, is cited as the most significant cloud security challenge. And so again, monitoring and visibility are very important concepts. And a strong majority of respondents view perimeter control-oriented solutions as ill-equipped to protect cloud infrastructure from the most significant threats. And I think we know that consistently, not only in this study, but other Poneman studies conducted over many years. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting to hear those obstacles, especially when, you know, increasing security was also listed as one of the motivations for going to the cloud. I think there's this um, perception, right, that the cloud is more secure. And in a lot of ways, it, it, it can and, and will be. Right. Um, but then it also introduces a significant amount of other risks that maybe were not accounted for when migrating those workloads to the cloud. So um, really interesting stuff there. Always great to see that people are starting to really lean into the fact that, you know, the, the traditional models of primitive-based security controls just do not extend well into highly distributed and elastic cloud environments. Um, it's actually a really good segue that kind of goes into how Zero Trust can solve cloud security problems. So, Larry, let's first talk about this salient point. You know, respondents in organizations that are implementing Zero Trust said it supports why they moved to cloud to begin with. Zero Trust security increases efficiency and reducing costs through productivity gains. What's your take here? Like, what, what are your insights that you draw from that? 
Yeah, well, we know from this and other research studies around implementation of cloud in different, in, in different infrastructure and, and models, if you will, uh, basically leads to organizational issues that you, it sometimes are insurmountable. For example, we think that our challenge is technology, but we find that it affects people and the things that they do. And there's a lot of pushback sometimes that occurs in implementing cloud-based technologies. Um, also, that organizations are not like they don't have the resident psychologists on, uh, on staff, but many of the issues that we've seen have been difficulty in people adjusting to new IT environments. Old dogs like me, people who are, hate to say, 65 plus, um, we probably are more likely to see challenges than younger people, folks. But that organizational issue is one that permeates a lot of Poneman studies, including this study, which I think is really very good. <laughs> I'm not biased. I think this research is very cool. It's okay to be biased. And it is good. It's really good insight. It's really good research. And I think that's, that's, you know, what you just said actually shows up too, right, in terms of the human component. And I think a lot of organizations, they continue to struggle with just um, adapting skills and having the right people on staff to understand the nuances of all these different infrastructure types um, not only in just maintaining and, and configuring them, but then what that translates from a security standpoint. I think the more heterogeneous the environments are, the more complicated it is because you're dealing with different skill sets, you're dealing with different expertise, and you're dealing with different technologies that um, make it much more daunting to, to, to handle. Larry, let's, let's address the, uh, the elephant in the room. Some of the most common reasons organizations say they haven't adopted zero trust are contradicted by the positive benefits experienced by organizations that have adopted zero trust. What do you find interesting here? Well, again, a lot of folks are just naysayers, and they think that uh, you know having a a, a, a policy that you know, a zero uh, trust uh, policy kind of policies is just really hype. It's for image, and it's not really that important. But the reality is that a lot of these organizations are finding success in it, and they don't want to let everyone know because it kind of goes against the credo that they established in previous you know, previous assessments and so forth. So I've I've been in the room. I do a lot of work with. C-level executives in security. And when Zero Trust was first you know, initiated, it was viewed as a policy-only checklist, and it was only to get good marks by the, re- the regulators. But we've, we've seen quite a bit of positive traction. I mean, really substantial changes that organizations are making by virtue of the Zero Trust pro- process. So that uh, I consider that the 800 pounds said gorilla. I mean, elephant. Gorillas are not 800 pounds. <laughs> they're big, but they're not that big. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it was also interesting, um, you know, in the survey, there were a lot of people kind of to your point, right? Um, the proof is in the pudding. Zero trust is tried and true. Uh, it works. There's no doubt about it. There's multiple ways to go about implementing it. Yeah. There's still people, though, that do not believe the hype. And you know, we went to RSA recently. We've been we've been touting this message as a company about zero trust, zero BS. A lot of people are confusing the market, um, and we see that in the survey. Actually, you know, some practitioners are down, you know, downright saying, "No, we are not right. implementing zero trust whatsoever uh, because it is marketing hype," and that's what they call it. They say it's just marketing. Well, what's interesting is that those same respondents who said, "No, we're not." going to be, uh, you know, deploying zero trust, go on further into the survey and actually indicate that the core principles of zero trust are most important for securing access to their cloud environments. So it's, 
it's, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before with customers is like, it doesn't matter what you call it, call it whatever you want. Right. If you don't like the name and you don't like the marketing, that's fine. But the principles at play seem to be somewhat agreed upon by most security professionals. Larry, I mean, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the people who are in the know realize that sometimes a little hype is good, but you don't want to make it complete hype. And the little yeah. hype that you get from the zero trust strategy or process or processes is really pretty beneficial to most organizations. There are occasions where you know the image is more important than the reality and you just have to, it's like, don't step in it, just walk around. Uh, there you and go. We've been in situations where we've taken that position, the naysayer position, we'll say. But for the most part, zero trust works. And I'm very, I'm very pleased to see that. Absolutely. So right, let's go ahead and kind of wrap up here. Um, we're going to go back to where we started, um, you know, focusing on the 40% of respondents that said they are, that they are confident in securing access in the cloud. What are some of the key takeaways that we see from these respondents that seem to have higher confidence levels than the rest? Yeah, I think what we're finding that organizations that are making the right investments and not setting boundary conditions on things, um, you know, being more open-minded in terms of what could be a very you know successful set of outcomes, uh, things that you know are practical and positive and so on. Organizations that are making investments in this kind of technology are way ahead of organizations that t- take that, I'm going to stop and look and when uh, and there will be a point in time where i'll start to make investments i think organizations are looking at making investments over a fairly large uh universe and that i think we're, that will be very positive for cloud environments and obviously there are trust environments as well good deal well um thank you yeah. So, and then we, we actually, we're not done yet, Larry. We have, we, we have a little bit of fun at the end here where we play like a game. Fun. It's just, a, yeah, <laughs> it's not all seriousness. Um, you know, let me just wrap this up though. Right. So, you know, you know, it, when, when we look at this research, it's, it's pretty clear that there's a link between the implementation of zero trust security, um, you know, to mitigate distributed IT infrastructure risks and the realization of cloud uh, transformation objectives, you know, it's not all about security posture. And I think we continue to echo that we continue to see that, it's, it's not just about securing your environments. That is paramount, and there's no doubt about it because risks equal costs at the end of the day. Um, but when you start looking at the advancements of IT, IT infrastructure, you start looking at DevOps, DevSecOps, a lot of it's all about speed to market, right? And it's about how quickly can you be deploying cl- code um, and how efficiently can you be running your applications that are the backbone of your organization. And... It is evident through this report that it is not, you know, that zero trust is not just about how do you secure it. It's about how do you unlock those potentials in a very secure fashion. So before we wrap up here, Larry, what we like to do here is just do like a rapid fire question game. So basically, I'll ask you a question. You answer it. It gets us to know the man, the the legend, (laughs) Larry Ponyman. Um, And it has nothing really to do with cybersecurity. So first question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Probably the best piece of advice was to marry my wife. There you go. My dad would provide that advice, and he was right. It was a good deal. <laughs> I made out like a bandit on that one. There you so, go. There you go. You have to sing karaoke. Okay. What song do you pick? Let's do the pickle song. 
It's a pickle song. <laughs> I won't ask you to sing it. Uh, I'll sing it. Arlo Guthrie. I don't want a pickle. Just want to ride on my motorcycle. And I don't want a pickle. I want a motorcycle. And I don't want to die. I just want to ride on my motorcycle. That was awesome. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you very much. <laughs> and if you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? God, I'd like to be an airline pilot. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I saw this movie called Flight. It was, you know, on, on, Asia, on Netflix, whatever it is. And it, it's this, this guy flew the plane, like, went completely vertical and landed and saved many people. So something like that would be, that, is, that movie was too scary. But to be a pilot yeah. is very nice. I do have my pilot's license. And I sometimes fly. There you go. Just, I'm getting too old to do it. So. But but the, the right way up, though, hopefully you wouldn't learn to play it upside or learn no, how to uh, fly that, it upside. That's not an idea, a good idea. To- <laughs> So, Larry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, George. And for the audience, thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find show notes and other episodes at appgate.com forward slash podcast. If you're not yet a subscriber, please do subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is a production of AppGate. The opinions expressed in the podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests and may not represent the views of their organization. I'm your host, George Wilkes, and you've been listening to Zero Trust 30. And that's a wrap. There you go, Larry. Cool. Thank you.